Hello, this is Apostle Koyo Helen, and we're coming to you live from Nairobi, Kenya, and we'll be sharing with you a beautiful teaching this evening on marriage made easy. Every Wednesday, we come to you live and we teach you about marriage, how to handle the closest relationships to you. And we begin with family. Every one of us was born in a family, so we have um, parents to relate with, siblings, grandparents, relatives, and then we have the beautiful um, relationships and the dynamics of every relationship, which is what we teach about. And then we focus on the, um, the relationship of marriage and courtship, the process that leads to marriage. And we usually will teach you how it's done in a way that works. Many people have thought that marriage doesn't work, but it's the principles, it has ways it operates. In this earth, you will find everything has a principle, has a statute on how it runs. And God's word is clear about it. You know, a few weeks ago, my husband was teaching and he said that everything runs on God's principles. So the word of God is the, um, the, is the basic teaching, but there are other things that teach us on relationships and how they work for example um, science has rules on how it works mathematics geography history everything runs according to god's word and what's important is to know the truth to walk with the holy spirit so that in your unique way that god has made you everything about you will operate according to his spirit glory be to god i want to welcome those of you who are listening to us i see michael Walton, God bless you so much. Thank you for all your comments. There's also Ndaisi Quinga. And let's see who we have on um, YouTube. God bless you so much. And those who will be joining us on other platforms, God bless you. May this teaching change you. May it give you um, guidance. May it, make, it may make clear a way that relationship works. I want to answer a few questions today. And the first one is, how does one get a marriage partner? The first thing is that a woman is found. The Bible says in Proverbs 18.21 that um, he who finds a wife finds a good thing. In the last two weeks we've discussed that topic. We've discussed how a woman is found and how a wife is found. Because the Bible says that he who finds a wife, so the woman is a wife way before she gets married. And what is it about being a wife? It's about being nurturing. It's about being caring. And um, when we look at the scriptures and break down what top means, we say, for you to be found as a woman, you need to be good. You need to be pleasant, agreeable, intelligent, successful, valuable in estimation, prosperous, and a star. No man will find you if you're lazy, negative, fearful, vindictive, and dependent on people for help. For you to find a marriage partner as a woman, you're not finding a man who will provide for your needs. There is that notion that it is a man who comes to provide. That is more of a traditional um, belief system. If you look at the word of God, and especially in the book of Proverbs 31, you see a very industrious woman. You see a woman who's precious, valuable, whose, esteem, whose value is so high, greater than rubies. You see a woman who's buying fields, a woman who's trading. And you cannot be a lazy person who sits back. 
and has to be found. Now, culture may have defined the roles of a wife, the roles of a woman, the roles of a man, but we need to go back to the Word of God and discover what God has for us. You're so valuable, so rich. So God has put so much within you as a woman, as a man, and you need to bring them all out for the purpose of the glory of God in, in marriage. Every woman should develop herself until she's like the Proverbs 31 woman whose price is above rubies. She's beyond diamonds in value. Her heart is solid and based on the word of God. She isn't a gossip, but a woman of the word of God. You'll even see in the book of 1 Timothy where it, tells, it talks about relationships in the church. And one of the things that the Bible teaches is that the older women should teach the young women to look after their families, after their husbands, after their children. They should not be idlers. They should not be gossips. They should not be given to wine and alcohol, meaning they should not be idle. You need to be industrious as a woman. No matter where you are, you can improve your condition. If you live in a small house, make that house the best small house in the earth in the world if you if your house is in an area that's not so beautiful let that house be the outstanding um, house in that area because of the god who lives in you because of who you are the estimation the valuable the value within you make everything around you shine and so beautiful now you need to be a person a woman or a man of the word of god read and study the word of god and don't just stop there declare what it says proclaim what it says for you for the word to be real in your life you need to hear it you need to speak it and then you need to do it then it becomes you your life becomes what the word of god says receive the guidance of the word a woman should have the values mentioned in Proverbs 31 so that the one looking for her can find her. A man wanting to marry must also appropriate rats on favor. And please go to our teachings both on podcast and on Facebook and on Instagram and on YouTube. We have beautiful teachings on what the favors are, what it means to have rats on favor. Rats on means goodwill, acceptance, enterprise, landlord anointing and riches a man must develop to himself to this level if he is to find a good thing without this you will end up with strange people for a spouse and your marriage will be troubled so a man needs to develop himself a man should not also be looking for a woman to provide for his needs it is your responsibility to bring out the um, the qualities and the attributes that god has put within you the unique ones and those that are given to us as new creation in Christ Jesus. Develop them. Develop your speech. Develop your um, ability to forgive. Develop your ability to to um, pardon and, and your ability to be tender and caring and loving and kind. And when you do this, you will find a woman. And Genesis 2 verse 23 said, says, And Adam said, This is now born of my bone, and flesh of my flesh and she shall be called woman because she was taken out of man god actually brought the woman to the man because he was prepared to have top and rotten favor the man immediately began to work the work of a husband he named the woman so what is naming naming is the process of giving purpose and calling when he named her eve there was a purpose she was called that 
when she when a man names a woman he's giving her a, her calling and her purpose you're finding out what that woman was created to be and making sure that she's that thing that god created for her to be if your wife was called to be a doctor do all it takes for her to go to med school do all it takes for her to practice if she's called to be um a preacher or if she's called to be a nurse or a businesswoman enable her to get the necessary training call out that um, call out the gifting within her and make her what god have made her to be give her an avenue so that she can practice her calling don't stop, uh, do not make your woman stay back a new wife it's also your responsibility to make sure your husband is all he can be because god brings him with favor and that favor works in your life god puts favor within you and your favor works in his life if you look at the book of proverbs and you see the kind of things the woman is doing it says her family is clothed in um, in very special clothing in purple they're decked with very beautiful clothes with embroidery handmade beautiful things so it is your role to actually clothe your family it is your role to make sure that they look beautiful it is your role to feed them you see that she wakes up early and she gives food to her servants her, her maidens not only that she gives food to her children and to her husband so woman you are blessed and you are called to feed your family we are called as mothers mother's nature so um, every woman should develop those qualities within her the ability to feed the ability to nurture the ability to care and and the man should also develop the ability to provide the ability to create an environment that's conducive for the woman and the family that he will raise to um actualize their full potential after uh, genesis 2:24 says therefore shall a man leave his father and mother and shall cleave to his wife and they should shall and they too shall be one flesh excuse me After a man has left his father and mother, he takes leadership over his new family and chooses to depend entirely on God's word and on God's counsel and and, and his mentors for his source of wisdom for love. Let me say that again. After a man has left his father and mother, he takes leadership over his new family, that's the wife and the children that um they they bear and chooses to depend entirely on God's word and counsel from his mentors as his source of wisdom for love so the man leads the family that's god's ordained order woman you submit to your husband and we'll be discussing that a little later so how is a woman how is how does one get a marriage partner a woman is found waiting and a man um six a woman and we've talked about the qualities that each will be looking for and then there's something very very important too a man and a woman become friends it's so beautiful because in in reality marriage happens between friends it happens between the people that you spend your time with and it is those friends that you develop so i encourage you young person old person please take your friends seriously um take your friends very seriously invest in relationships in friendship relationships with both men and with women because it is out of that that family is born hallelujah so if you're a friendly person i can assure you you will get a spouse and 
work on yourself as a woman and work on yourself as a man. And we declare that none of you shall lack a spouse. If you have been waiting for a spouse, if you have been waiting to get married, none of you is going to miss a spouse. You will all be married. Not only that, by the teachings, by the Holy Spirit, by mentorship, you will have marriages that work. Do not fear difficulties. Do not fear um, the rough edges that each of you has and they have to be smoothened as you as you learn the word of God, as you practice the word of God, as you live with each other. Be willing to take correction. Be willing to say sorry. Be willing to forgive because that's how marriage is. It's not two perfect people. It is about two people who are being perfected. And these two people are perfected until they bear good fruit in marriage god bless you so much nelly david my sister welcome megas uh, elias is tuned we love you just as diego says very noble teachings mommy god bless you incredibly indescribably indescribably oh god bless you so much we love you all welcome your friends um, welcome them to join us and to listen to this beautiful word and be changed and be transformed as you listen and as you learn and as you grow. Um, God bless you so much. So the next question we will be dealing with is what, what is the place of divorce? You know, the church has been quiet on some issues for so long and mainly because they were ignorant mainly because they're not too sure how it works, mainly because there was embarrassment and shame that surrounded these areas. But the word of God is not silent about them. So we can address these issues by the wisdom of God's word. Jesus said that you can divorce the person you have fornicated with that was not your spouse. Fornication is demonic. And once the demon is removed, the fornicator stops fornicating and becomes a faithful spouse. Jesus spoke about um, divorce in Matthew 5.32. But this I say to you, that whoever shall put away his wife except for the cause of fornication causes her to commit adultery. And whoever shall marry her who is divorced commits adultery. Recall the marriage recall that marriage is sex we discussed that last week that um, when a husband and wife come together that is what is called marriage and if you have come together with somebody who is not your spouse you did get married to that person and this is where we need a divorce because that was not your spouse whether you're married or single if you had sex with a person who's not your spouse you need to divorce that person and that was what jesus was talking about fornication is porno if done by a man and porne if done by a woman. These are the words from which we get pornography. They both mean that one sells themselves like a harlot. Fornication is therefore prostitution, and the person you do it with is a prostitute, whether they are male or female. You therefore are required to divorce the one that you have committed harlotry with, and who is not your actual spouse. This is what Jesus meant. If you divorce your spouse, you're saying that you have committed fornication with her. So this is not what Jesus was talking about. So you do not co- you do not divorce your spouse. Jesus was talking about a person that you have fornicated with or had adultery with. That is the person that is supposed to be um, divorced. However, we're not um, <clears throat> aware that mar- in, within some marriages, even in the church, that divorce has happened. And 
we're going to address this in a few minutes. Why does divorce happen even among Christian couples? Why does divorce happen among people who once loved each other? I'll address that in a minute. But let me show you one very important thing. I want to show you how to divorce a person that you fornicated with or had an adulterous relationship with. You say this, Father, in the name of Jesus, I divorce so-and-so. So put in the name of the person. If there are multiple, put in their names. And I nullify the marriage covenant. I instituted and cut with them through fornication. I separate my spirit and flesh from theirs and I declare myself free from being their spouse. I repent of my sin and I receive forgiveness from you. I now choose to love my spouse as my God-ordained covenant partner in holy matrimony. After such a prayer, deliverance becomes easy. So the first thing is you nullify that marriage and then through deliverance, so through breathing in and out deeply, you also get rid of the spirits. As we said, it's that demonic thing. It's caused by evil spirits. So you need those spirits removed from you so that you're able to be faithful. You're able to stop fornicating because what happens is that those evil spirits of fornication use your body. Sometimes people don't want to do it, but they find a force that pushes them to fornicate, pushes them to adultery. Do not be guilty, child of God. Do not be guilty of what has happened declare a divorce and then most importantly be delivered breathe in and out in and out deeply so that these spirits can leave your body wherever they dwelt they will be um, they will be you have power to cause them to leave you so that you can live a faithful and holy life in Christ Jesus then as I asked before what causes uh, divorce among Christian couples or married couples it is caused by the hardness of heart. It is refusal to forgive. It is being so much in the flesh that you find yourself overwhelmed by your spouse's weaknesses. In Matthew 19 verse 8, Jesus said, Moses, because of the hardness of your heart, permitted you to put away your wives, but not so from the... But from the beginning, it was not so. So divorce was not what God wanted to do. It was not what he desired to do. But because of the hardness of heart, because there was so much sin, so many weaknesses, um, but more so the hardness of heart, refusing to forgive, getting bitter, angry, resentful. You know, there's nothing that Jesus cannot forgive. So there's nothing that you cannot forgive your spouse from. But we do acknowledge that there are people who have been in relationships where they were being abused, whether it's physically, emotionally, um, where they were uh, probably with a narcissistic spouse. In that case, divorce becomes necessary or separation. But you do not divorce this person and hate them. In your heart, you need to forgive them. You need to pray for them so that they are delivered. However, some places are so toxic that some people have been advised to leave that kind of toxic relationship for their own good. But what do we do to the person who's toxic? We pray for them. We do not hate them. We pray for them. But it is okay for those who have to pray for them from a distance. Then, uh, I hope you, if you have any questions, please feel free to ask. Oh, look at my beautiful children. They're watching me. My, my little misgap says, Mom, I love you so much. I love you too, my little children. Uh, 
Michelle Walton says so true today that's true I believe it's um, the scriptures that we've been speaking about then we have Jath and Kenneth saying he's watching it's a great topic God bless you all we love you um, we love you so much and we welcome you to continue to listen please share these messages um, create a, share it with your friends so they can watch or welcome them to watch on the different um, on the different places whether on Facebook or on <laughs> on Facebook or on YouTube or to listen to the podcast which you're recording later and you can get it on the on Anchor or Spotify now another question today are there people who are called to be single yes there are those who have dedicated themselves to serving their parents who are called to be single and we read this in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 7 and verse 37 Nevertheless, he that remains steadfast in his heart, having no necessity, but has power over his own will, and has so decreed in his heart that he will keep his virgin, does well. If you read the scriptures in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, you will see that Paul was talking about fathers who have maturely, mature daughters, and these daughters are willing uh, virgin, a willing virgin daughters to look after their parents in their old age. There are ladies who do not feel the need to get married. They feel that their calling would be to look after their parents in old age. That scripture says that even if they have reached the age of marriage and the father is pleased to dwell with them, they should stay at home and look after their parents. This was common, a common practice in the days of the Hebrew. It is re- rarely practiced in other cultures. So it was a cultural thing. And Paul was specifically addressing the people from the Hebrew culture. However, today we will find that there's still some people who feel that there are other callings. There are people who need to look after family. There are people who feel the need to look after children or to look after a greater community who feel that theirs is not marriage. Their need is to look after a greater community. It begins from parents, but it goes on to others. So such a woman should not marry. Another group of people in Matthew 19, 11 and 12, but he said unto them, all men cannot receive this saying, except those to whom it is given. For there are some eunuchs which were born from their mother's womb. There are some eunuchs which were made eunuchs by men, and there are eunuchs which have made themselves eunuchs for the, um, for the, for heaven's sake. He who is able to receive him, let him receive it. So it talks about men. There are three groups of men, and. Men who have chosen that they will not get married because they were born as eunuchs. Secondly, that those who have been made eunuchs by men, whether um, willingly or unwillingly or through accidents, they are not able to be husbands, meaning that um, they do not, they cannot function sexually. Then there are those who have made themselves eunuchs for the sake of the kingdom. There are people who have dedicated themselves to the preaching of the gospel and have decided that they will not get married but uh, will dedicate themselves to the spread of the gospel. So Jesus says such a person should not marry but remain in pure singlehood. If you are castrated, like the Italian boys singers called castrata, stay single. If you have dedicated yourself to the gospel like the apostle Paul, then you have no desire for any form of relationships marriage relationships or um, 
relationship between men and women remain single and serve the lord hallelujah so if you have any question please continue um, you can ask oh michael wanted michelle walton sorry michelle walton says that i'm not married yet i'm believing god for a marriage michelle receive the training that we're giving you and you can be married it doesn't matter what stage you are in as we said last week this word will work for those who are single it will work for those who are engaged it will work for those who are looking for spouses to be married to will give you principles and knowledge to enable you to prepare to be um to, to prepare to be married welcome so much um camera visuals this is our wonderful uh cameraman he asks how does one influence how does family influence marriage now depending on how you were born how you were raised you could maybe you didn't have a model of christian marriage but let me be sincere with you if you stay under the word of god you can get married what you need to do is to study the Bible says study to make yourself approved, a workman who does not need to be ashamed. When you when you study, you can study how relationships run. You can study how a man loves a woman and a woman responds to that man. What is the role of a man in marriage? What is the role of a woman in marriage? So I will say to you, your past might just be what gave you some experience, whether negative or positive. What is important now is the knowledge that you begin to feed your spirit on, the knowledge of the Word of God. Read books, listen to teachings like this so that you're prepared to be a spouse. So I'd like to say that every person is a new creature in Christ Jesus. No matter what influence your past may have had, we can cut it off through the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You can replace it by reading and studying the Word of God. Just like today if you wanted to be a pilot, you need to go to a school to learn aviation and you need to practice on a, uh, to fly aeroplanes then you need to do a certain number of hours in the sky initially with a guide and then later on without a guide get mentors get relationships at work and watch them learn from them ask questions be be mentored you know let your mind be transformed you know the book of um, Romans 12 verse 2 says be transformed by the renewing of your mind transformation within us happens when our minds are renewed when new information replaces the old it doesn't matter that you didn't have a father growing up it doesn't matter that you didn't have um, a mother growing up it doesn't matter that your family was broken your parents were divorced or whether they were together or whether you grew up in a dysfunctional family you can have a good marriage because that is based on you and the spouse you'll marry and the study that you put in and you can make even a, a you can make a marriage work by the knowledge of the word of god i hope i've answered you well um, let me know god bless you so much um what makes a strong marriage a strong marriage is made by the word of god which is when you take the word of god in um, because it teaches you how to love how to correct how to teach how to train it teaches you how to forgive because you will need it in fact if you look at the scriptures in the book of ephesians it says husband do not be bitter against your wife meaning your wife could make mistakes that could actually make you upset with her our husband can do things that upset the wife so you need to have such a love that is forgiving within you so that you can forgive the weaknesses you can cover the weaknesses of your spouse be a prayerful person 
how, but especially having the word of God, that's what will enable you to have a strong marriage. And it's not money, it's not uh, provision, it is initially having the word of God. And as you apply the word of God, you'll operate in the favors that we've been talking about. Favors like uh, Ratson, which is favor for real estate. As a man, you have real estate. As a woman, you have real estate. That's what you bring into your husband's life. And, um, and, and you can grow. You can grow and have a happy and wonderful marriage. Michelle Watson says, Watson says, wow, God bless you. Yeah. Uh, just keep asking the questions. Keep sending them and I'll answer you according to God's word. Ask and if you feel I haven't given you a sufficient answer, just keep asking it. I will give you an answer. So, how can one live in peace in their marriage union? So, one of the things that brings peace is the godly order in the family. Ephesians 5.22 says, Wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as to the Lord. Wives are called not to love their husbands but to submit to them. In fact, they are commanded to submit to their own husbands. Some women are notorious for submitting to their ministers but rebelling against their own husbands. You must know the order of submission. The husband is first in a, in a woman's life. So you need to submit to him first, to his words. And then you submit. Um, all other um, submission depend on firstly your submission to your man, to your husband or to the man of, in your life. You do not submit to the man of God. If the man of God is asking you to, to do something, which is not what your husband wants, then it is respectful to follow what your husband wants. And let it be clear to the minister that it is your husband who comes first in your lives. Some women are so notorious for also just being so um, away from and away from their homes and maybe just in the church so that the minister will keep asking them to do things because of their availability. And they think that that is serving God. Woman, your first calling is your family. Your first calling is to your husband, to your children, and then to the house of God. Do not change those orders. Do not spend your days only in the house of God and you're neglecting your children and you're neglecting your husband. I tell you that God will not call you to leave your family. Some people will say, but oh, we've been told that we must leave father and mother. There is divine order in the family. And God is the one the one who has instituted the marriage, uh, marriage and he has also given us principles to enable us to run it properly. Wives are called not to love their husbands, but to submit to them. In fact, they are commanded to submit to their own husbands. To submit in Greek is hypostaso, meaning to, the, to arrange yourselves under the words of. So you arrange yourself under the words of your husband. If your husband likes your family to do things in a certain way, that is what you follow. If your husband, for example, desires that the family pray together, then woman, it is important that you do that at the time that he wants it. If your husband requires, um, say that the family eat together, then it is not for you to then um, go doing, uh, leading the family in contrary ways. Follow the words of your leader. However simple they might be, that is what submission is. And sometimes women are waiting for submission in the bigger things, but are totally neglecting the small things. Woman, submit even in the small things. The Bible says, take, take us the little foxes, the foxes that, uh, that spoil the vine, the book of Song of Solomon. 
It is the small things that cause um, difficulty in marriage. It is the small things that cause irritation and and so much quarreling within marriages. So take us those little things. Give attention to those little things. Submission means listening and adhering to your husband's word. That husband should be a man of top and ratson. Otherwise, they wouldn't have the words worthy of submission. So man, you've got to be a person who's listening to the word of God so that you're not telling your wife to do things that are contrary to God's word. So you do need to arrange yourself according to the word of God so that the words and the principles that you give her are words and principles that enable her um, enable her to, to be led closer to God. If your husband has no words worthy of submission, don't leave them. Pray for them. And they will arise from the dead. Without words, you can change your husband. So woman, if your husband is not a person who is fully submitted to the word of God, pray for him. And then order your life in a way that will cause him to be submitted to the word of God. First Peter 3 1 says, Likewise, you wives be in subjection to your own husbands. But if any do not obey the word, they may without words be won over by the conduct of their wives. So woman, you have such, you have the power of influence. It's so amazing that a woman influences the whole household. When you're happy, when you're forgiving, when you're, um, when you listen to your husband, when you're a wise woman, then your husband will find in you somebody who can lead him to Christ. And it is done mostly by your conduct. If he asks you a question, the way you respond to it, the way you respond to his weaknesses, the way you respond to the things that he tells you will enable him, um, will enable him to be won over to Christ. I have seen so many relationships where the wife, by her conduct, brought the husband to salvation. And, and God speaks to people. God speaks to men. So woman, pray for him. And, and you will see your man change if he's not been following the words of God. Husbands are to do the loving. The love of a husband make the love of a husband makes him invest in and improve his wife by washing her with God's word. Your husband is your first preacher. If he doesn't know, then refer to First Peter one verse three. If he doesn't know what to do, then by your conduct, you go and seek the word of God. That does not mean that woman, you should not seek God. Seek God with all your heart. See God whether your husband is doing so or not. And let your life so change him and transform him. In the mighty name of Jesus. And then we look at the next uh, thing we'll be answering is, what are the needs of a husband? What are the needs of a husband? What are the, the things that men desire given to them within the marriage relationship? The first is respect. A man wants to feel respected. The way you love a man is by respecting him. Say to him that you respect him uh, very much. And submission is both is for both men and women. When dealing with... Uh, this is my husband. For example, when he's dealing with his, with his authority... He also submits to them. So submission is not just for women. Submission is how relationships run. When a man is dealing with authority, he takes the posture of a lady, meaning he submits and communicates and manifests respect. So when dealing with those in authority, 
then you need to show them respect. Woman, your husband is your authority, so please show him respect. The second thing that men really need is information. And do not postpone information. Men want to know. When you tell a man what is going on, you enable him to know that you love him. Even when you, you're not too sure what it is, for example, that you've been going through, ask your husband for advice. Ask your husband for, share with him what you're going through and then ask him to lead you or to guide you on what he thinks is the best. When you do that, you're loving your husband. You're giving him room to be the man in your life. Um, give information, whether it's about what you're doing, about what you're feeling, about where you're going. Sometimes you're not too sure how you feel and you need to express it. Of course, there's also how to express. You need to be truthful and you need to speak the truth in love. So don't just indiscriminately um, say words that could easily hurt or upset your spouse um, or show dishonor to him. Make sure you speak in a way that's honoring. Communicate your needs. Communicate your desires um, to your husband. That enables him to meet your needs and enables him to... To feel that uh, you care, that way you show care to him. And then food is the third thing that um, is given to men. Food is a salt covenant and it cements people's hearts together. Feed your husband and make sure you always eat together. Make the best meals and you'll always be blessed the same way Isaac blessed his son. Hallelujah. So... When you feed your husband, that's when he'll say, oh, my wife, I love you. When he eats and he's satisfied, when he thinks how much you put into it, into giving a caring meal, into um, giving a meal that he he likes and he enjoys. And woman, you know, just be, be wise. When you serve your husband, give him the meal that he desires to eat. If there are certain things that he doesn't like to eat, but maybe your children like to eat, please do not give him what, the, what is convenient. Do not give him what comes easy for you. Make sure that you're giving him what is special to him. And you'll find that marriage, when you eat together, you you, you get to, into a salt covenant. You share so much um, with each other. So also get into the habit of eating together. That is, a, it brings you together and it brings you close. You know, when you are dating, when you are courting, you spend a lot of time in restaurants, in places, in farm, at home, whether it's his home or your home, or whatever happens in different cultures. But you spend a lot of time eating together and eating cements people together. So do that with each other, even after marriage. The fourth thing is sex. You need to enter into this blood covenant with your husband. And then, as a woman, dress up for it ravish him and your marriage will be rich and fulfilling it is important that as a woman you prepare for for sex that is one of the things that we have taught in detail um, in the different types of love the kind of love that a woman gives her husband is the the love of touch you touch him and you give yourself to him and you prepare for it you dress in a way that meets the needs of your man and he will Allow him to express what he wants, what he desires, and feed him. You know, men um, are very visual. So in a relationship, do not neglect what he sees. Do not neglect how you look. You need to look good and you need to fulfill that need for your husband. Now, for a woman, the need is love. Love manifested in many ways. You can love her. 
and make her lovely. Tell your wife she's lovely. Spend time to make the woman in your life lovely. You know, you could be admiring other women, admiring their hair, their nails, their clothing. The way they look when they present themselves, work on your woman. And tell her she's lovely. Not only that, buy her those things. If you like your woman with long nails, then take her out and let her get a nice manicure, let her get a nice pedicure, and then after that, praise those nails. Um, if you like her with makeup, then support her, buy her makeup, and even get a tutor to show her how to wear it. And woman, don't say that I like to be natural, especially if your husband likes makeup. Uh, men are visual, and what they see is what they admire. If you're not giving your husband what to see, what is beautiful, he'll be admiring other people out there. But you might not be meeting the need. And man, don't go out there just admiring people. Make your woman beautiful. If you like wigs, let your woman's hair be well done, um, creatively. It doesn't have to be expensive, but it can be beautiful. And when your woman feels that you find her lovely, she'll feel on top of the world. She'll feel loved in that way. Um, talk about her proudly in public um, hold her hand smile with her show her affection and gentleness forgive her quickly and don't ask hard questions you know the way a woman is designed when you ask her hard questions she's not able to answer you she's not because women relate with their emotions you might be asking a question that is so um, factual and mental and you find a woman actually telling you i really don't know the answer to that why because she's relating with you through her emotions sometimes you just want a an answer that is sensible you want an answer that's factual you want an answer that is a leads to b leads to c leads to d now a woman may not be able to give you that and when you don't get that don't be upset because she communicates the same information in an emotional way in a way that has to do with feelings in a way that has to do with um how she sees and she might speak to you in a web way sometimes because women are created to to have many thoughts going on in their mind many uh, not thoughts but um they're, they're, they don't think in a straight way like a man. They think in a spiral way because they have to look after so many things at the same time. So when you want factual answers, leave teach a woman then to answer things factually. For example, if you ask, um, if you ask her um, what she'd like, would she like to eat something? Then she, you, as a woman, you don't have to go saying, I felt hungry. You can actually ask for something to eat. That happens a lot when people are, are dating. Well, it's not in every relationship, but in some relationships, women have been unable to state their needs. But when you cannot state your need clearly, your husband is not able to meet it. And I talked about information, which is the need of a man. Tell your man what he needs to do. Sometimes a man will ask, what should I do? At that point, what he's looking for is information. But the two of you must learn to speak to each other in a way that is caring, in a way that um, shows respect, in a way that actually brings the information that you're looking for. Woman, be willing to give that information to your husband or the man you're relating with. And man, be willing to train your wife or your spouse to give you straight answers when you need them. But be understanding. If there's one thing that a woman really needs, it is understanding. Okay, hallelujah. So we see that Whereas men think logic, okay, what are the things? Women need provision. 
Provision should be a partnership between a husband and wife and shouldn't be seen as the role played by one spouse. So provision is from both ends. Each of you has something beautiful that you're bringing on into the marriage. Sometimes you find that financially a woman could be more stable than a man. That doesn't stop the marriage from happening because the man has what he brings. Maybe he feeds you with ideas. Maybe he's the one who's guiding you and leading you into ways that you can prosper. He he gives you the wisdom that you need to um, be be wise and to bring in lots of money so each of you is bringing something in so it it's not it's it's cultural to say that she's a man who provides it's the role of the man to bring bacon it's the role of the man to bring food home many times uh, uh you find it's the woman if you read the book of proverbs she's the one who's feeding her household but again like we've said it is not classified to one person it is the role of each of you to continually bring provision for the family Whereas men think logically, women think emotionally. Talk to a man, to talk to a man use logic. So women, you do need to learn to use logic. For example, um, state your things a bit factually because men tend to take um, things in a logic way. So if you're even telling a story, try as much as possible to tell it in a way that that meets the needs of a man. Tell it um, don't jump from one thing to another sometimes a man will tell you i'm lost i'm really not sure what you're talking about anymore tell it um in a way that um, is logical or if you're asking for wisdom don't just jump from one thing to another be able to finish one thing completely and then take on the other to talk to a woman use emotion you know listen to her and make sound like oh my you know listen to her with feeling with empathy with sympathy um you know jesus said that he's a compassionate high priest who acknowledges our infirmities your bride is brought to you as a weaker vessel your woman is a weaker vessel so have that compassion that empathy that mercy when you listen to her when she tells you uh, when she's saying she's sorry take her words seriously when she's saying um, I keep making the same mistake listen to her and and be merciful be compassionate to take those words and actually forgive when she says uh, when she expresses her need or her dissatisfaction or her worries or things that she has um, been uneasy an with then do treat her with understanding that really meets the needs of a woman if you do this your marriage will be heaven on earth please note that women are also logical as men it's only that they gauge with emotions more when dealing with loved ones so in relationships women deal logically but that does not mean sorry in in relationships women deal emotionally but that does not mean that a woman cannot be logical because these are the same women women who are bank managers and in in it and different fields that actually need them to work in logic so they are logical especially when it comes to work but when it comes to relationships and how they feel they will usually relate with you emotionally now i want to let you know that your marriages can work your relationships can work you who are not married can get get into the process of repairing yourself get into the process of um get into the process of being the man uh, that God wants you to be operating in wrath's own favor and we say it, that you operate in these favors when you declare them 
when you speak them over your life and then when you activate them by doing them and then as a woman be found as a wife begin to cherish and nourish those around you look after people you know i have a little daughter who's just six years old and it's just amazing to see even at her little tender age how she'll nourish us when she's with um, her dad especially you'll see her going out of her way asking daddy can uh to share her food to share her sweet to share what she has and that is the a woman being built in her one that nourishes people one that cares for people woman feed people and practicing not just with the spouse that you will marry when people are gathered together go out of your way to nourish them go out of your way to look after their needs because that is how you are found as a wife that is how you practice being a wife so that when you do meet your husband you will be a wife to him you know you you begin that role way before you become um, before you get into the marriage covenant the only thing that is done at marriage is um, sex and sharing of intimacy okay so there's one more question here um, Kamara visuals asked how is the best way to propose now the best way to propose is is quite uh, unique to individuals because that's about your creativity it's because you're you're expressing love to your loved ones for some people it's when they go out for a meal and the man asks the woman to marry him for others as the man is asking for a relationship with the girl he'll say look um, i want to get into a relationship that will lead into marriage i'm getting um, close to you because i want to marry you my intention is very clear and sometimes that's really helpful because you let the woman know from the beginning that what you're doing is getting into the marriage relationship now um that can be a question that can be answered in creativity some cultures have different ways of doing it how does god's word express it our god's word says um expresses it by the words that you speak when you say that you want to marry somebody how you express it then is dependent on your creativity if you're a singer you might sing it if you're an actor you might use the stage if you're a dancer you might do something about it that way if you're not a very creative person you might just take your person to dinner and then you might even have um, a ring to give them for the engagement but engagement is not the ring yeah engagement is when the two of you have agreed that you have a relationship that is progressing towards marriage well i'd like to leave it at that because cultures can define it differently i would like to define it by the word of god which is by words by the words that you speak and then be creative about that yeah god will be pleased with whichever way you choose hallelujah now i'd like to to say um to say goodbye to our podcast audiences if there's any of you who does not know jesus as lord and savior say lord jesus i believe in you i welcome you into my heart and i honor you as lord and as savior now you are born again until next time god bless you so much i bring you greetings and love from apostle helen my wonderful husband tonight he's having jazz practice he's a wonderful jazz musician a leading world performer a recorded artist and tonight is his um, practice time so he will be joining you tomorrow and he'll be giving you a beautiful message for next year so stay tuned to make sure you hear him tomorrow we love you so much